Hello team, welcome to the Strong, Healthy, Happy podcast. The podcast that teaches you how to build a strong, healthy, happy body with an anti-diet culture and mental health approach. I'm Liz Campbell, owner and trainer at M12 Fitness. Let's get on with today's episode so you can start building a strong, healthy, happy body. Today we are going to talk about plyometric training. Plyometric training, in a nutshell, is a type of training that builds muscle power. If you listen to episode four, muscle strength versus muscle endurance, we touched on those two in that episode, but muscle power is also another way that you can train. In today's episode, we'll talk about what exactly plyometrics means, what exercises are considered a plyometric exercise, and when you know that you're ready to start trying plyometrics. So what is plyometrics? Plyometrics, which is also called jump training or plyos, are exercises that have your muscles exerting a large force in a short period of time. And like I said, kind of in the introduction to this, it is used to build muscle power. Plyometrics are normally used by athletes to improve their performance. So, for example, some examples of plyometrics uh, in the world would be martial arts, uh, sprinters, and other track sports like high jumping. If you've ever watched the Olympics before, you've seen plyometric exercises in action. Plyometrics include explosive exercises to activate the quick response and elastic properties of your major muscles. The exercises that could be considered a plyometric exercise are squat jumps, tuck jumps, so a little different from squat jumps, tuck jump squats, so combining the two, those don't sound very fun, but yes, they are definitely considered a plyometric exercise. A lateral jump, which is a jump from side to side, kind of like a skater. If you're a member of the home workout community, you and I have done skaters before. Power skips, making sure to lift your upper knee up nice and high. Alternate leg bounding, which is actually running with long strides while putting emphasis on your air time. So you get lots of hang time in the air between your strides. Box jumps as well is another one. Plyometric push-ups. These are the ones, I don't know if you've ever seen a really jacked up person at the gym. Uh, basically, they're doing push-ups and they're lifting themselves. They're pushing themselves up off the floor. They might be kind of clapping their hands in between. That is a plyometric push-up. A long jump. So kind of like I was saying, all of those uh, track jump exercises. A pike jump. This is one uh, when you jump and bring your feet and your hands forward in front of you. You might see this one in gymnastics or cheerleading. A straddle jump, which is a middle split jump, which again, you might also see um, in gymnastics and cheerleading. This is kind of the stereotypical jump that you would see a cheerleader do if they were kind of up on top of a pyramid. And then a lunge jump, which is a deep lunge, hopping from foot to foot or exchanging your stance from foot to foot. Lunge jumps, once in a while, I also call them lunge exchanges. So when you do plyometrics, your hip, knee, and ankle extensor muscles, which is the muscle that increases the angle between the members of a limb, deal with a powerful eccentric contraction. 
The exercise quickly switches to the isometric contraction, which is the small pause you have when you're switching from landing to jumping again. And then the concentric contraction in your muscles takes place once you make that jump or you start moving again. In the eccentric contraction, your muscles lengthen, and in the concentric contraction, they shorten. If you want to jump higher or farther, you also want to make sure the time between your eccentric and concentric contractions is very short. If you do a jump squat, then you kind of hang out at the bottom of that squat for too long before jumping, you're not going to be able to jump as high as if you switched from one directly into the other. You kind of lose that energy exchange the longer you're in that isometric contraction. Plyometric exercises are also something you want to do once you're conditioned to do so. If you're a beginner, these aren't something you'll want to incorporate too much of, mostly because of injury. Plyometric exercises can be really tough. But another reason is because your central nervous system is strongly involved in these movements. You can tire yourself out way too much by doing these movements and can have trouble sleeping, which is detrimental to the recovery you need from your workout. So please only really try plyometric exercises once you've built yourself up to do so. Plyometric training has also shown a reduction in lower body extremity injuries while combined with other types of training like strength training, balance training, and stretching. But that being said, you want to make sure you've mastered your form first before trying any plyometric exercises. Because of the nature of them, with you leaving the ground and then landing again, you want to make sure everything is in that proper alignment before you land. Otherwise, you could be looking at injuries like torn ligaments or sprains. Dr. Donald Chu, author of Jumping into Plyometrics, gave this guideline of being able to do 50 squats at 60% of your body weight before trying to do plyometric workouts. If you can do that, there's a good chance you can start incorporating plyometric exercises into your workout routine. Flexibility is also very important since the muscle is lengthening and shortening so much during these exercises. You should also have strong proprioception too, which is your awareness of where your body parts are at any given time. So for example, walking without looking at your feet, that is a type of proprioception. If you bring your hand up to the side of your head and it's just kind of behind you without being able to see it, you should know that it's there. So before we finish up today, we're going to talk about something called loaded plyometrics. These are just simply regular plyometric exercises that have weights added to them. You can use a plate or a weight vest when doing things like jump squats. You can do a jumping lunge while holding dumbbells or wearing ankle weights. Take any plyometric exercise you want to do, add some weight, and you've got a loaded plyometric exercise. I would say loaded plyometrics are kind of going into a more moderate advanced level, so please just make sure you're ready for them before you start. Plyometrics aren't dangerous, but they do put a lot of stress on our joints and tendons. If you do want to try this method of training, please make sure you work your way up first. 
I hope today's episode was helpful. If you have any additional questions, I would love to answer them for you. Feel free to get at me on Facebook or Instagram at M12FitnessLiz, or you can send me an email at M12FitnessCalgary at gmail.com. That's our episode. Thanks so much for your time, team. I always appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to like, share, subscribe, and I would truly appreciate a review if you feel so inclined to leave one. Check out what M12 Fitness is all about and what we offer at m12fitness.com. That's m12fitness.com. And find us on Facebook and Instagram at m12fitnessliz. Thanks again so much for being part of the team, and I'll be back with more soon.